War Boys, Morton Joe, Furiosa, steals the show. I hope they don't run out of gas, because it's a podcast. If it's podcasts that you want, if it's fun and that you need, if all you have inside of you are tadpoles in the stream, he'll jam all of the cream, because he's, he's a bugle-finging guy, but he's playing all the video games, because he's afraid he'll die. <laughs> hey, everybody. Peyton Cameron with me, as always, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Gary Butterfield. Hi, Gary. Hey, that, that was real good. Thank you. If you if you had it as bugle 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 fingin fingin fiend, it would arrive. And like, I want to hear a produced version of that. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Version. maybe I could have done it. Into a little no, no, I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> not critiquing. Hey, but is it okay? I know it's early in the episode, but let's let's get a let's do one of our segments. I'm sorry. You don't have to do that. We're friends. I know you're. you're I know, man. But I'm. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. Uh, I wasn't trying to criticize your. No. Very... All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, um, your apology is accepted. Sorry. Um, so, Gary, uh, let's let's do a little more cut into the chase, like we did in the last episode. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about today? We're talking about everything you want by Vertical Horizon. Vertical Horizon. Yeah. Vertical a band, Horizon. A band that, I mean, what other hits do they have? They had You're a God. You remember that one? You're a God and I'm need. You're a God and will need. <laughs> no, oh, I boy. think it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a You're a God and I am not. That one? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know that one. Oh, um, okay. this, this one, though, like, I feel like everyone knows this as a quintessential like late nineties thing. Yeah. But I, I think I people often get this song confused with uh you know, some kinda so, some other like songs that, that are also kinda like friend zone y songs from this period. Like this is the period of the friend zone. Sure. Song. Um and then uh when I was looking up songs to do for the show, uh, just looking up list of ninety songs to see what would jog my memory, I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, this boy. guy and then, oh yeah, I'm on my way to uh, to YouTube to uh, to take a look at the the video. And then after I watched the video, I was like, all right, all right. And then uh, after that, I was on my way to uh, to check out the Wikipedia. And what sold it for me was the video of the or the cover of the single because I love that this video is all obnoxious, gross-looking plastic people and one normal-looking fat dude. And I love that fat dude. This band, the, the like, drummer, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the fat guy in Vertical Horizon is my favorite. He is so much of a dad from a dad band. Like yeah. he's just wearing <laughs> he's wearing a bowling shirt. He's just having a good time, just playing, just hitting the skins. He and and it's weird because he had to be you know recruited by the replicant that 
front this band. <laughs> it's like one of the most like plastic looking piece of people I've ever oh seen. Oh my god! I I wanted to bring this up, but like, do you know what color his eyes are? Yeah, I don't know. You like, spend I a lot of time, game, but there's no answer. Yeah, like I I know they're brown sometimes, they're blue some other times, they're kind of green other times. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, he, he is he is very hard to like. He is very much like aliens. Just like needed someone to pass for an Earthling and like put it together, and it's ninety five percent correct. Like he's like a Japanese love robot. Like he's just he's just, he's just like he he's his house is like in the uncanny Canny Valley. Like yeah, he is yeah. just off enough to be hard to look at. It's a little weird. You're absolutely right. There's a scene in the video, which we'll get to uh, later, but he alternate, potentially evil version of him uh, stops by a door and looks through the wrong way through a peephole, but like with the most like cartoonish eyebrow up that I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, it looked like someone shaved off his real eyebrow and drew on this other one. Like, it's just really amazing. And he has like his, his face is so flawless to suggest that he has no pores or features. Yeah, he's he's poreless. Um, it's also I wonder if his eyebrows came from the same way he got his chin beard, which was trying to eat a bunch of jimmies without using his hands. Like I love that you say jimmies instead of sprinkles. Like like you're from New Jersey or something. Hey, hey, it's time for another turnpike classic. Hey, you know, in the rest of the world, I can't even do a New Jersey accent, so forget it. <laughs> I mean, I, I can, but it's the same thing as a New York accent. Cause I yeah, know. I suppose. So I think sometimes, I can. Like, yeah. Sometimes people call pizza, uh, a, you know, they just call it pizza. We call it a pie. Yeah. What do we call, what do we call pie? We fucking call that pie, too. We call it wet cake. Wet <laughs> Gross. <laughs> we say, give me a real New Jersey slice of wet cake and do it right now before I dip you in some jimmies and slope you like a buttercup. Capiche? Capiche. <laughs> uh, and thank you, everyone on the East Coast, for tuning out. Yeah. <laughs> well, not you guys. You guys are some of the good ones. Yeah, 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 totally. We're just just talking about all those mechanics and pastry chefs that we want to make fun of. (laughs) Cake bosses. Yeah, your cake's boss and your, you know. Um, Gary, it's so warm in here and I'm laughing so hard I fogged up my own glasses inside. It is, it is very warm. I'm in a basement it's still warm. Yeah. Uh, So, so this guy, you know, who has no pores and everything, the other two guys in the band are pretty normal. They got dad in the back keeping the beat. (laughs) Yeah, um, keeping the beat. Yeah, um, but the uh, the video is is one of those like ideas you have in college where you're like, what if like it just all down to one thing and just you have a totally different life, you know? Yeah. And the video starts off like if you decide to wear a leather jacket outside in L.A. Um, in the summer, you'll have yeah. one kind of day versus another, and then it just all rules are thrown out the window, and this- it's just whatever. Like, lots of deep-sounding things. Yeah, you you bring up a really good couple points. One, uh, it is unclear to me in the outdoor scenes as well as the indoor scenes what the climate is in this video. Uh, Because it's like, I'm wearing a T-shirt. 
I'm wearing two different leather jackets, one that looks much heavier than the other. Uh, there's a guy on a bicycle who's wearing a pink fur jacket that looks warm, but he's also a, not wearing a, a shirt. I think it's I know a, in my in my notes. I have that person uh, referred to as Fuzzbike Mick the Prodigy. Uh, is that person's name? <laughs> Fair enough. That's probably more accurate. <laughs> um, but I always thought that was a lady. I don't know why. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was a dude. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I thought it was a it was a dude because um, it was very popular for dudes to wear those uh, uh, cowboy hats with those giant sunglasses at that time. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, like the the Jane's Addiction, like Perry Farrell look. Yes, it is a very Perry Farrell look. Um, yeah. So so that okay. Hey, hey, hold hold on a second. Can Go I, on. Um, can we do one of our uh, our favorite features? Uh, yeah. Pitch me a book. Pitch you a book, sure, yeah, let's do it. Gary and Braden are friends with ideas. Well, I'm going to pitch you a book. Okay. So we've all heard of like the the like the feral child of Borneo and the like. Mm. What if there was a book, and it was about a series of children that got lost in the wild and were raised by Perry Farrell, and were the feral children of L.A. <laughs> and they <laughs> they stormed L.A. They can't speak English. They don't know how to use tools. They just eat meat right off the bone, and they've and, all been raised in Perry Farrell's image. And sing Ben Cott stealing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I could he, imagine the the movie adaptation of this book because I I want to think ahead because I love the book mm-hmm. already, of course. Uh, uh, in the movie adaptation, it's just kind of really creepy, and then there's just like the people. Uh, like these little kids just kind of start singing in this chorus while like a, maybe like a uh, distraught businessman runs down an alley afraid of them. And he's just kind of like, uh, like <laughs> been caught stealing <laughs> once when I was five. Cut to, cut to an executive <laughs> who has secretly been backing the, the feral breeding program. And then he turns to his investor who's played like, by like Rob Lowe or something like that, and he's like, "Sure, listen, they'll make great pets." <laughs> and then <laughs> we cut back, the, and then we cut back to the businessman, and and he's in a phone booth, and and the feral children are all surrounding the the phone booth, like banging on it, and uh, he's like, "It's gone out of control. We need to get the police down here." And the person on the other line, the side of the phone is like, "Jane says to relax." Jane says that you need to calm down and get this project under control. And he goes, and then cut to black. The feral children of LA. This is the greatest book slash movie that we've ever written. (laughs) (laughs) And we just got to make sure. We just got to make sure that nobody calls it uh, like Perry's kids. Like that's. Like, no, Tyler Perry Farrell's Tyler Perry Farrell kids in LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Featuring uh, Medina, or yeah, sorry. we have all these unruly kids. Only one grandma can whip them all into shape. <laughs> yeah, Medina. Um, thank you. Um, on the subject of books, uh, I wanted to uh, bring up a new segment, a new guest segment, uh, Book Junior. Book 
Your Woman by White Town. A woman with a man's voice sings to her not-so-good boyfriend, who is probably Darth Vader, about how she knows their relationship is over and how she loves him, even though he's a bastard. Dude, in these, uh, in these current, in the current climate um, of sexuality, is it even okay for me to question? I always thought that was a guy. Is that a guy singing that? Is that a woman? What? What? <laughs> Am I allowed to ask anymore? I think we missed. This is pretty hot button. I think it's a guy singing, but the lyrics are from the perspective of a woman. Maybe I don't know. Beautiful. Do you have a Do you have a, a favorite quote from this one? Yeah, I love this so much. For all your highbrow Marxist ways, just use me up and then you walk away. That's like every relationship I've ever been in. Pretty much. All right. <laughs> I, I happen to love this. Love this song. Love this song. I'm gonna go five stars on this one. One of my favorite songs of all time. I too say five stars. All right. So, Gary, let's walk through this video. Okay. Uh, weird plastic poreless man is walking down the street and then splits into two. You know, can I... I I'm sorry to interrupt. You know what it is? Is that he looks a lot like... The come on Barbie, let's go party guy, but oh, like not man. as heavy set and not with those stupid sideburns. That that that's gonna have to be. I mean, again, I want to get us back on the video real quick, uh-huh. but but first, two promises. We're going to have to do Barbie Girl at some point. Yeah, we absolutely are. And the second promise, Brayden, what's that? Oh, man, you really put me on the spot. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> at least last time I had to go. Uh, I promise that you're going to love the Onion poem at the end of this episode. That sounds great. I am, I, I, I'm sure I will. I can't wait until I get all my way to the, to the Onion poem. Um, but yeah, so we, we have to do Barbie girl at some point cause that video was really, really nuts. And yeah. also cause, uh, this is the, you know, as a, as a stump town story. Mm-hmm. Um, or tales from some town, stump town tales. Uh, yes, that's the I think. Yeah. Some town story. Uh, our mutual friends Ben and Courtney do an amazing version of that karaoke. Yeah, um, which is was super fun. I can't anyway, wait. alternate realities, classic parallel universe video. Yeah, it seems okay. This is he. Uh, what is this guy's name? Matt Scannell, uh yeah. is is in the back of a cab. He gets off somewhere. Um, he has this card in his pocket. He doesn't really know what's going on. Um, oh, sorry. Has his card in his pocket, and uh, and he he's walking down an alley with his his bandmates. When uh, I'm sorry, what was the name of this person? Uh oh, um, Fuzz Fuzzbike Mick the Prodigy. Yes, Fuzzbike Mick the Prodigy uh, comes racing down this uh, alley of what appears. You know, if you ask me, it looked like like just storage. Like it was just storage units. Mm-hmm. 
and then he chases everybody out of the way. But when he gets to Matt Scannell, Matt Scannell splits into two people, the person who jumped to the left and the person who jumped to the right. And somehow also that changed their clothing. (laughs) Yes. And uh, uh, it changed their clothing just so we can tell them apart. Like, I appreciate that. Um, What I could uh, tell is, was was one of them good and one of them evil? Like, was that the idea? The final thing I've written in my notes is uh, I do not get the thesis of this video. Uh, (laughs) Because, like, it seemed like initially what I thought was, like, one of them was going to be good or one of them was going to be evil or it's going to be, like, oh, I was late for the bus one day and I didn't get the job interview and I didn't meet the girl in my dreams. Like, one little change, butterfly effect. But no, that's, that's not really what it is. Like, neither of them is good or evil. Neither of them is anything. They both just look at the same business card. It just says different deep-sounding phrases yeah. um, you know, that it are looks, not deep. It, it, yeah, it seems like the thesis, if I were to guess thesis statement of this video, it's uh, that your life is boring and mundane, and if you make some different choices, it's going to be boring and mundane. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, if, if I... Uh, so we, we can we can actually turn to to Matt Scannell to find mm. out about what it is. Just a little segment we like to call Wikipedia said it best. Wikipedia 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 said it, said it, said it best. Ow! He says the main theme is unrequited love. Um, which goes into when it turns into a friend zone song at the end. Oh, sure. Um, he says, I was in love with this girl, and she was just a broken person. She kept turning to everyone except me for love and acceptance, and I wanted so much to help her. I wanted to be the one to give her everything she wanted, but I couldn't. She just couldn't accept me for me, and it was that pain that led me to create this song. Fuck you, Matt Skinnell. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that tie into like the moment in the video where the the word no jumps up and there's a woman I, and a man in a, in a booth and one of them's all like trying to kiss up the man's trying to kiss up on the woman and it says like you think about sex every six seconds uh, <laughs> and she's like refusing is that like I, yeah 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 I think so I have that uh, I have uh, no just in quotes in my notes but I didn't have any other context for it yeah um, it also, just, I just know that at some point it just there's also yeah creepy Matt Scannell like sitting on a bus bench with his arm like over it uh trying to like sort of sing talk hit on this like i don't know 17 year old girl like yeah matt matt scannell comes off in this video like a real predator and i I really don't (laughs) like it this whole like you know this ad this like no i'm everything you want i'm everything you need Mm -hmm. uh you know at the end the reveal the key change reveal at the end of the song is just a real bummer like yeah. it is just another one of our classic friend zone follies. Like it is, it is just gross. And he is like a gator. And ultimately, after uh, Vertical Horizon, he went on to play with Richard Marks. So wow, can I tell you a Richard Marks story? Oh, please do. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, this is, I don't know, this is just a story. So in 1999-2000, uh, um, well, it must be actually probably about 2002, now I'm thinking about it, I was working at a Barnes & Noble in Vernon Hills, Illinois. And uh, near Vernon Hills, Illinois is Lake Forest, Illinois, where uh, most notably, you know, like a lot of rich people live there. Um Mr. T used to live there and he got kicked out for like cutting down a bunch of trees, that sort of a thing. Um, uh, apparently Jerry Ryan, uh, people like that used to live there, but also Richard Marks lived there. And one day on my break from the Barnes and Noble, I drove over to the, uh, Best Buy to look for some new music tunes, uh, back when people did it that way. And, uh, Hanging out in the M section of the CDs was none other than Richard Marks, just maybe hoping somebody would say hi. <laughs> maybe he was checking on the inventory. I don't know. Uh, I, I want to kill myself now. That's like the saddest thing I've ever heard t- today. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a real bummer. Yep. Richard Marks. Yeah. He, sure Richard he's probably Marks is fine. No, I, I, he's he's doing great. I'm sure he's doing better than Matt Scannell. If you click on Matt Scannell's portrait in YouTube, it switches to Matt Scannell now, and uh, life has caught up to him where he still doesn't have pores, but now he just has lines. Yeah. So, and he also has this weird smile that only shows the top of his jaw in a way that makes me believe that he doesn't have like lower teeth. Wow. Like he just like you know he just he doesn't want to show off any of his bottom teeth. It's a real oh, weird yeah, smile. Yeah, sure, sure. No, I yeah. do the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got Buddy, the snag- I'm, listen, I got the I'm sorry. Tooth. I just hide it. It's cool, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't it want is, to I'm see really, my snaggle tooth. I'm really sorry. No, no, don't, don't be sorry. It's okay. I'm really sorry. I'm not upset about it. <sighs> we'll get sorry. upset about it later when I talk about how I was actually kind of offended when it said you think about sex every six seconds, and I was like, I'm gray asexual. Fuck you, man. Like, don't tell me yeah. why. <laughs> I mean, even so, I I I am not at my most. So so uh, uh, when I was in in the the raging depths of puberty, and mm. was thinking about sex at my most, it was one hundred percent not six every six seconds. Like yeah. th- these are all just like factoids on loan from the right here right now video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's very the, similar. Like there's no yeah. doubt. Yeah, it's a, it's the same kind of thing, but like every six seconds, like come on. Yeah, I mean it's the same kind of obnoxious theme, right? Like everything you yeah. want, everything you need. But it's like that that idea of like there's that line in there where it's like everything you want is not everything you need. It's the same as like right now. Hey, it's your tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your tomorrow. It's your tomorrow, bucko. Um, <laughs> all the little, like, like when they throw in the messages that are supposed to be, like, alternate universe business cards or what have you in this, mm-hmm. they all look like PowerPoint cuts to me. <laughs> like, this video looked like it could have made in PowerPoint. I think, you uh, know, it would be interesting to read if it actually was. Like, I, I, that information's not on Wikipedia, but I, I wonder if mm-hmm. we could track down the director and be like, did you just make this video in PowerPoint? Yeah. Yeah, are these just, was like, this, like, you know, just... Was this part of that weird David... David Byrne thing where he made that whole book out of PowerPoint and I bought it because I was like weird and had a lot of money at that time. I don't know. <laughs> how, uh, how, so I, the, here's, here's a, here's a story. Um, here, here's a, uh, 
I'm trying to think. Okay, so uh, Brayden, as I as I reach the end of my as as people who listen to the show may or may not know, I'm working on my bachelor's degree. Yeah. Um, I'm very close to the end, and as I, I get to the end, I start mourning my education, and mm. uh, that has inspired a certain segment I like to call PS eulogies. This is how it feels. <laughs> they are me talking uh, wistfully about the things that happened to me at PSU, and uh, your your David Byrne story reminded me of something. Um, so I just wrapped up this uh, creative writing class I'm taking. Mm-hmm. Really terrible. Um, the people in the class were really bad. The teaching teacher was the teaching was bad. The uh, the guy who taught it was a doddering old fuck. And then at the end. He, we had some extra time, and rather than let us go early, which would have been charitable, he's like, you guys probably want to see what I've been working on. What he's uh, been working on is a multimedia novel that uh-huh. he's been working on, and he's like, I've been working on it longer than I care to remember. And it is, it takes the form of, like, a literary journal that has the same production values and everything of, like, an Encarta 95 CD. Mm. I think he's been working on it exactly since then so like you have a pick he's playing all the characters in the thing like i'm not kidding and he's yeah. so much younger than a bunch of them and you click on this little picture of the teacher and he he says uh like he talks at you for a little while or he just smiles and winks yeah. but they're these little like mist style postage stamp size videos oh, no. and then sometimes you click on the text and the text all like crumbles or the text swirls, oh, and you click on a little picture, and a computer graphic helicopter attacks a the mansion at some point. So cool, twenty years ago. It's so sad that like when you when the world just outgrows your creation because you can't make it fast enough. Yeah, and like you know, I was trying to. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Or, yeah, I, was I was just gonna, gonna say. That's a quick level of, like impolite politeness. Both of you go parties. ahead, Gary. I'll finish later. I will, I will say my thing just because it ends me talking about the teacher's thing. Um, I had my conference with him, and he asked if I had any questions, and I said, is that thing supposed to be like a period piece, or have you just been working on it for so long? Um, because it's a it's kind of – and then I snapped my fingers in a Z shape, yeah. and I walked out uh, flipping him off with both hands and eating an ice cream cone. Oh, did you have your grade at that point? or like? No, I didn't. I said it more. More diplomatically than that. Okay. But uh, he didn't understand me, and he was just like something like, "Yeah, I've been working with a guy to get the code right," and he's just you know like he is a doddering old fuck. Yeah. Uh, but I had the thought that like if you were to make that now as like a period piece kind of thing, it mm. could be really cool because I haven't seen a wave of nostalgia for like Encarta CD-ROM aesthetics, and yeah. it, it's coming. Like it will happen. I see. Keep seeing oh, people on Twitter. Sure. Where, like, you know, nostalgic for PS1 era graphics, which are the fucking worst. But some people are just like, man, I want things to look like, you know, Banjo Kazooie. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, eventually, like people are getting into it. So, like, yeah, I want my polygons back. Yeah, <laughs> give um, me my polygons. I want my polygon, 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 polygon. Uh, somebody go out there and make that that nostalgia piece because I think it will do well. Anyway, what, as you were saying, please continue. Okay. Uh, well, I was going to bring out like as you know, I was in that that wonderful band Melon Boat, and we had a song very similar to this uh, about this similar subject where uh, a man locked himself in his basement um, because he wanted to create the next great American invention, and uh, years went by and he finally came out, and uh, to his horror. He saw that his um, his wife and child were eating corn uh, with those little corn holders at the end, which is what he had invented. Except that they had an, imp- <laughs> they had an improved version where they were actually shaped like corn. So he was so <laughs> upset that he stabbed himself in the eyes. Um, and it was like, uh, and then there was like a, a my fa- one of my favorite lines. I think John wrote it, and it was like. Uh, like Oedipus, he had had sex with his mother, the mother of invention. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. That's so. very good. Yeah. <laughs> so he stabs himself in the eyes with his own stuff. Gary. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. You know what's kind of like a vertical horizon? What's that? A tournament bracket. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's definitely true. And uh, you know what sort of tournament's going on right now? Uh, it's, it's time for the Final Four. B-Ball season has swept uh, Stumptown. <laughs> yeah, like three months ago. Uh, it is the Witch Pokemon is Cutest Tournament. Gary! Oh, hey! I'm Patch super happy. number three. Are you ready? I am ready. Lay them Let's- on me. Mr. Mom and Pikachu, I think one is gross and I think the other is cute. Some Pokemon, they ain't that cute. But I think some are. How about you, Cobbletops? Do a quick, uh, I will tell you the, the Pokemon so you can look them up, and then I will do a little recaps for everyone else. So the Pokemon in this match are Zoroark and Stantler. Zoroark and Stantler. So if you'll remember from the previous episodes, Grovile faced off and defeated Heatran, and Lombre was defeated by Skuntank. So they're going to go against each other in round two. But here we're going to see... The first seed of this matchup, Zoro, excuse me, Zoro Arc versus Stantler. This is a real tough one, Brayden. I'm yes. not just saying that to like to to you know add, add big drama. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. So like, my my instinct is Stantler, um, because Zoro Arc is just kind of like a dark furry prince. Mm. You know, like he he looks um, he's like a werewolf Pokemon. He's very anthropomorphized. You know, he just looks kind of like a werewolf. But he's not very cute. Like, you know, he looks kind of cool. And Stantler is a reindeer, which is cute. But for some reason, uh, instead of a tail, he just has like a big butt pustule. And instead of a nose, he just has a red nose pustule. And it's real weird. <laughs> like, what is, like, have you, have you checked out this Pokemon's butt? Uh, well, you know, a, a little bit. <laughs> it's very weird. I can't, I mean, I'm just like, you know, so like part of like liking a Pokemon is like, well, here's a picture of it where it's just like a, a fuzzball. Like if it was made out of fur, that's great. But like, if you look at most pictures of it, it's the same color and texture as his flesh. Yeah. So it looks like just like a tumor. Yeah. Um. So that's really hard. Um. Is that supposed to be a tail or what? Is, what is that? It's kind of like one of those core balls, you know, that you sit on to try to improve your core. 
Yeah, it's like he's like it's 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 he's one step away from just getting a standing desk. Yeah, um, like he, he's 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 done the office meta of getting the uh, the core ball instead of a chair, and next mm-hmm. he's moving to a standing desk, and eventually he'll just get to one of those running desks. Yeah. Um, I so, still think Stantler is cuter. Yeah, but just cuter. Like he is unnerving looking, and I don't want to pet either of them. Like okay. Stantler's not going to make it very far into the next round. But I think he's he's well, getting. We'll see. He's getting I mean, by. he could end up dark horsing it by just going against worst dark Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, dark reindeering it. Yes, like it, it's just like somehow it ends up with with it's like it's him versus Muck or yeah. something like that. It's like how do we get like this? Um, what do we do? Yeah, exactly. And then it'll be just like the the last championship will just be terrible. Yeah, everyone will be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I just I really wish. Well, some CMC. I see a picture of him now where it's from the game and it's a different color, which makes me think it's a fuzzball. Why are people so obsessed with drawing his tail the same color as his flesh? I don't know. That's really like, weird. It's like I was thinking about humans. Like, I'm glad that humans don't have tails, not least of which because it would just be, you know, weird and useless. But the fact that it would just be covered with skin. It would be like a rat tail. Yeah. And that's weird. That's gross to me. Like, I don't I don't want a human to have a rat tail. Like, if I was going to have a tail, like, it would have to have fur on it. Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with not having one. But if I had to have one, that would be the way. You know, and it's it's kind of like uh, Matt Scannell is growing a front rat tail. Much <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in the early stages of lit. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's getting lit, or his head is just going to rotate 180 degrees after it grows. He's going to join Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like 100 okay. degree, his head, which is the vertical horizon by which his head will rotate. Um, <laughs> Fantasy and eventually, the horizon makes sense. I know what that means on a like literal level, but I just I'm like, why? Why did you do that? It's kind of, yeah, I don't. It's it's like real close to phalanx covenant to me. <laughs> like, it is it is a real just like it sounds good because that's these guys. These guys are like the the how can the laboring man make time for self culture of bands? Like yeah, it's just whatever sounds good without actually paying any attention. Well, I mean, they formed in 1991, which is right when, like, all the bad X-Men comics were coming out, right? Oh, sure. They could have been very influenced by the (laughs) Phoenix Covenant. Which explains their 1996 hit, Sugar Man. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Song for Sugar Man. Tea for the Tiller Man. Salt for the Sugar Man. Um, This song was on the Alvin the Chipmunks DS game. Which is uh, like a Guitar Hero game, really? Where you play as the as the chipmunks. Yeah, that's. Does that sound weird. like a nightmare to you or no? I don't know if it sounds like a nightmare. I definitely wouldn't play it, but because it, it sounds abject suffering heavy. Consider yeah. consider this my suggesting you play it um, <laughs> for the <laughs> yeah. show. That uh, is a good idea, actually. We probably should do that. It's a pretty sounds pretty awful. Uh, I, I mean, mechanically, I can't even imagine how it works. I'm really happy it has December by Collective Soul on there. Um, oh, that's a good song. It has a Spark song, too. That's weird. But, like, the, the problem is that it uh, is going to be the chipmunks singing it, whatever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's not, just, it's not just a Guitar Hero with cool 90s songs. It's Guitar Hero with the chipmunks singing it. Did you put cool in quotations just to make sure? Just... Yeah. <laughs> it was also the K. The, um... <laughs> like the songs sponsored by the cigarette company? 
the um the B side to everything you want in the United States was the man who would be Santa live. What? <laughs> they did a song called The Man Who Would Be Santa. Live. Performed it live and made it a B side of everything you want. This song was so huge, so many people probably know about uh, the man who would be Santa. How did that happen? How did they make a single that people bought and then like intentionally sabotage it? I mean, was the idea like, like, oh no 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 no, we'll release a single around Christmas and then people will buy it because there's a Christmas song on it. It's but they played it live. Like I mean, it's it's the B side to a lot of their things. That's a lot. weird. Really. Like, like they just multiple versions of a single. They just couldn't get that song over. Man, this sounds so much like the intro <laughs> to like a new age like medicine infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we hear a vertical horizon wants you to <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, I, I can, that's a rabbit hole I could get down. And I don't want to get down. No, no, yeah. we're, we're a little too too into this uh into this thing so i i mean other than just him flipping business cards and not having a clear thesis i think we covered the video pretty well yeah i think um, so because uh, um, what, what or please continue no no go ahead i was just gonna wrap us up so let's yeah, do it let's wrap us up all right what, what did we learn today okay so um we learned that not having pores is not an impediment to making it big in the music business yeah you can't man i i, I don't know why i just thought of this but there, have you ever read uh the wind-up girl uh, no, I haven't. It's a it's a sci-fi book that I really liked. It has a, a graphic sexual assault scene that's hard to read, but like isn't gratuitous. But a lot of people were turned off of it because of that. Um, but there, the characters there are these kind of automaton replicant ladies who don't have speck glands, and because and they live in Thailand, and they're constantly hot. Like the ice is this huge commodity for them because they can't sweat. Oh, I never thought about universal that. Universal soldier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know that about Universal Soldier. I just learned something about the Universal Soldier as well. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have sweat glands. Well, it's not that he doesn't have. Sl- Is that sweat from a deleted glands. scene in the DVD or something? <laughs> well, it's not that he doesn't have sweat glands, but they overheat because they're like you know first generation robots. Oh, yeah. So they have to go back in like the cryo bus, and when Van Dam breaks free, he has to sleep in a bathtub full of ice. Hmm. Because that's kind of like a part of the recharging, like he has to kind of cool down sort of thing. I don't know. I have vague memories of that. I was really hoping that, like, there was a part where he's just like, yes, we don't have pores. I can't do a Van Damme accent. <laughs> I just, no one, like, no one can, because no one knows what it is. Yeah, I don't know how that guy talks. Um, but anyway, that's what this guy looks like, is like he's from the wind-up girl. Yeah. Uh, so we learned that not having pores, you can still be a hit 90s band. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's the end of the episode. We're on our way to, uh, uh, you know, the end, but... You know, you may think you've learned a lot, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Every episode of Teenage Dirtbags 
ends with an onion poem from Brighton. Every episode of Teenage Dirtbags. Gonna have that onion. Gonna have it extra pickles. Gonna have a sandwich. Gonna eat it till you tickle your stomach muscles. <laughs> Gonna make it digest, baby. <laughs> so this, turned, this very quickly so turned from like... Start from like a regular song into like a late era Weird Al song very quickly. <laughs> uh, okay, are you are you ready? Yep. This one's a very special Indian poem, and I think Gary, you'll pick up on it. <clears throat> Here we go. Wherever you go, there you are. Everyone rides. Why? Everyone rides in style. Every dog has its day. No. Every six seconds you think about sex. More. Everything. There's two sides to every story. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Every time. Everywhere. Everyone. Everything. Everything you want. Everyone is watching. Want. Need. Everything. You. Wish. Say. All. Right. Things. Exactly. Right. Time. Everything. 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 <laughs> everything you want. All is one. Exactly. Every, ever wonder why? Nothing. Don't know. Uh, every second counts. Every story has an end. Everything you want is not everything you need. Copyright 1999, BMG Entertainment, all rights reserved. I'm glad you stuck in that little bit of legal business we, at the end. Can we talk about BMG for a second while we end the show? Oh, sure. Did you know that BMG uh, in recent years uh, has, like, legal people go to um, open mics uh, and make sure that they sign, like, they have to pay a fee um, because they'll sue if anyone sings a BMG song as a cover there. Where, so can I, I I'm, not, I'm not putting you on blast. Can I ask you where, where you found that out? Because here, here's the reason why I'm skeptical or why I ask. Yeah. Is my understanding of copyright law is that it didn't apply to covers unless they were recorded. I, I don't think it applied to performance. I completely agree, and I think you're absolutely correct on that, and that's why I'm a little skeptical about it myself. But I used to go to this uh, this um, open mic in Illinois regularly. It was run by a friend of ours, and that's basically like they came to the cafe, like the cafe, and said, "You can't do this anymore unless you pay us money." Uh, and then they said we couldn't do it anymore, and we didn't wow. ask questions. I guess so there you go. Yeah, that's that's real shitty. Um, um, I can't believe they shut down uh, our, our good friend's business, Open Mic. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows good old Open Mic. He'll pop up again. Yeah, yeah he'll he'll be back. You yeah, can't he's... stamp him down. Yeah, I wonder what the law is. I don't actually know. Um, but uh, if anybody, any of our the the, the teenage dirt army are right. study law, you can let us know. Yeah, and we will have forgotten that we asked. Yes. <laughs> the, the, uh, so, uh, yeah, um, if you want to help out the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, tell yes. a friend, just blog it, um, Twitter the thing. Um, or if you want to support us financially, you can go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. And uh, if you do, if you donate the highest level, if you donate the regular levels, you get a bunch of cool stuff that has to do with the network. But for yep. Teenage Dirtbag specific stuff, you have to be creme de la crop, and uh, you get to watch a live stream once a month. Of yep. us live streaming videos that we deem not quite good enough for the actual show. Yeah. So or or something. Uh, yeah, or something. That's just a actually. little 
A little shout out to the guys in Booked, uh, Booked Podcast that did Booked Junior. You can check them out at bookedpodcast.com or on iTunes. And a little shout out to the guys in Vertical Horizon who did everything you want. <laughs> but it's not everything you need. Yeah, it's, it's not. You need two things, the Booked Podcast and <laughs> Everything You Want by Vertical Horizon. That's right. Thank you and good night. <laughs>